everybody. Welcome back to Barnacles with Jeff and Devin. We have another bonus episode for you. Today, we are talking about the popular internet fan theory that the characters of SpongeBob represent each of the seven deadly sins. I want to get your reaction to this, Devin, and yeah, we'll jump right in. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. So I've heard this theory for a while, and you know, I wouldn't say it's all over the internet, but you, <laughs> certainly if you Google SpongeBob Seven Deadly Sins, you're going to find a bunch of articles about it. It's, gotcha. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's not a crossover between SpongeBob and the anime Seven Deadly Sins, right? No, but there is okay. the SpongeBob anime, which might merit its own bonus episode. Boy, that might it might merit a few bonus episodes. <laughs> that is wild. That's a lot to break down. Yeah. But okay. So this is the theory, and I'm basically okay, I'm looking at a Reddit post right now, but there's several articles uh that I've seen and they all Scholarly have the same articles? like what kind of articles are we talking? Are these no, like blog like, uh, posts or Yeah, like um comic book review and uh Screen Rant and Ranker, you know, oh. the, the ones that you would, you would expect. Of course. So they say that each character represents one of the seven deadly sins, which are sloth, wrath, greed, envy, gluttony, pride, and lust. Okay. So Patrick represents sloth. Whoa. I am okay. shocked. So far, this is... We can confirm. This is very... <laughs> um, do you, you want to guess who represents greed? Greed? Oh, man. You know, it's hard to say. But I'm going to take a wild guess and say it's Mr. Krabs. It's, it turns out it actually is the guy who sold his employee's eternal soul for 62 cents. <laughs> you, you love going back to that. That's, that's pretty insane. But that's, it's just funny that that is like your go-to description of Mr. Krabs. It's really funny because he ponders it. He's like, well, it depends. How much money is it? And then he finds <laughs> out it's 62 cents and immediately I'll take the money. But that episode is him and his greediest because there's also yeah. the moment when the guy says, hey, it's my lucky day, a penny. And <laughs> Mr. Krabs grabs his arm and he's like, like go with a penny or the arm comes off. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Squidward and SpongeBob for you know, breathing and standing and all that. You hardly pass at all. <laughs> He's definitely the epitome of a greedy boss. Um, so, so far, we're all good. Envy is plankton. Makes sense. So we're still 100% here. This, this yeah. is kind of obvious at this point. We're, we're, we're three for three. Yeah. Okay, the other four... Um, Little more of a stretch. Okay, Squidward, they say, is wrath. Okay. Um, kind of makes sense, but I don't, I don't quite think that wrath describes Squidward. I think he's more just like disillusionment, maybe. Mm, but um, I, that ain't one of the seven. No, it's not. But Sandy supposedly represents pride. Mm. And this is where we start. Can, we can start to mix these up. Some people I saw said, Squidward represents pride and Sandy represents wrath. I don't think either of them represent mm. wrath. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, if anybody would get wrath, I would say it should go to Squidward. But 
I mean, because, you know, SpongeBob and Patrick face Squidward's wrath all the time, you know, because they just, they get to that point and Squidward just loses it. Um, where he, you know, like, like when he tries to run them over with a bulldozer. I mean, that's, that's, that's some wrath right there. That did happen. That point, that's, yeah, that's not good. That is wrathful. Wrathful? Wrath, wrathus? Wrath, wrath, You know what I mean? You were warm and then you got colder and colder. I don't know. I could, I could be just making up some new words, which, which makes me, uh, dang it, I can't even think of the word for that one. What's someone that makes stuff up? Revolutionary? Make up word. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> All I can think of is a maverick because of like the, the 2000, was it the 2008 election? Was it Sarah? Not, yeah, Sarah Palin. Did she say maverick a lot? Or John McCain did too. He called himself a maverick a lot. And then, okay. yeah, and then I think she picked up on that. Yeah, um, a wordsmith. Does that sound like a real word? I yeah, that's what what's we're gonna go with. Wordsmith. Final that's... call. Okay, so everything that I've seen about Sandy and Pride just talks about how she is from Texas, and <laughs> she is very proud of the fact that she's from Texas, and she's you okay. know the, the the one episode that we're gonna get to pretty soon. You know, she definitely doesn't want them taking the name of Texas in vain, and then okay. she definitely thinks it's the best place to be from. So, you sure. know, state, state pride, okay. State pride. She's also a scientist. I mean, she's very smart, but I don't think that she brags about it a lot. I don't No, you know. I, I don't feel like she does. I feel like she's just, she's just often the voice of reason. Like when SpongeBob wants to do something really stupid, she has to be like, SpongeBob, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Y'all. Y'all. Yeah, she'll say y'all just to SpongeBob. Right. <laughs> and then I think that Squidward fits Pride pretty well because he definitely oh, yeah. thinks he's a lot better clarinet player than he actually is. He's a pretty good artist, but... Uh, I'm practicing, I'm practicing. I never get any better. <laughs> <laughs> what does he say at the in Artists Unknown, and then the guy's like, dude, you're teaching art at the rec center. Get a hold of <laughs> oh, It's something dramatic with like, you know, I will mold the, this generation. I can't even remember it. But, but yeah, it's, it's pretty perfect that, that the, the custodian was just like, calm down. <laughs> so we have two more. We have Lust and Gluttony. And right. these two, I disagree with the fan theory as i've seen it on all these articles okay. okay so they say that gluttony is gary okay cool i i was trying to figure out who well not cool because i don't get it but go ahead just that he eats a lot and that's usually the gag is that he's uh, i i don't know I, I don't agree with that but what um that's sorry that's what you're gonna see if you look up seven deadly sins and click yeah. on any of these articles. And I realize that my strong look doesn't doesn't get picked up very well over podcasts, but that not at all. Not not just, just not very well, but not at all. <laughs> I mean if I like move my face like pronounced pronounced enough and then it'll I don't know, maybe that the sounds of like my moving skin and muscles will pick up. But yeah, I could no. probably put in a sound effect, but I'm not going to. So Aww. Anyway. <laughs> just, <laughs> Like the SpongeBob, like footsteps. 
Um, yeah, that's, I don't get it. He's, he has to eat. That's what pets do. When I put food out for Okoye, she eats it. I don't think she's gluttonous. I will say that his, his like snail power or whatever is, those jars are huge. And <laughs> I think that, I, I think that this fan theory exists because of Mr. Krabs being greed, Plankton being envy, uh, Patrick being sloth. Sure. SpongeBob is left with lust, which I don't think fits. Wait. They say that one definition of lust is, and I'm reading off the, the Reddit one right cool, now, but cool, cool. one definition of lust is excessive love of others. And they go on to say, I think this one works best for SpongeBob. He shows his love of others with his over eagerness to do good and help people. Um, I don't think Stress. that fits. Yeah, that's not at all what I think of lust. And yeah, like, how is that in, in that in that sense? How is that a deadly sin? No, I don't think it is. And okay, here's my theory. Because uh-huh. gluttonous isn't just about food. It's also uh-huh. the fact that she constantly shops. She's very materialistic. Uh-huh. So she constantly is trying to buy new things. So I think that is another definition of gluttony on top of the fact that she is a whale. So, you know, just wow. if you're picking a, a sea animal to represent gluttony, I feel like whales. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed in you. You, you body shaming over here. I'm not body shaming. She is a whale. Like she looks great. Her body's great. It's just that she is a whale. <laughs> body is great. Body is a wonder man. Um, it's a weird song. Or is it a great song? I don't know. Not a big fan. And speaking of, <laughs> you know, their physical representations, Plankton literally is green with envy. So that, Ooh. that does work. Very nice. Very nice. But Pearl was, I had read that Pearl was actually supposed to be used a lot more on the show, be more of a main character than what she ended up being. So I think that she could be one of the seven. Mm. And lastly, I think that Lust, the G-rated version of Lust, I think is most, (laughs) or the TVY, I should say, to be more accurate, TVY version of Lust, I think is most represented by Larry the Lobster. Mm, Okay. the most, um, I don't know, most into making sure that his body looks great and everything, you know. Working yeah, out. but he, I, that feels more like prideful. Like he's, you know, prideful of his own body and he's like, yeah, look at me, um, you know, all that. But I don't think he's like lusting after something or someone. Yeah. I think he's just like trying to make himself look and feel better and is like bragging about it. Yeah, that's a good point. He could be pride and Sandy's not pride. I, I, he might fit pride more than Sandy does. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know, this is the, the theory that is out there. So we're just trying to make our own, um, you know, assertions into that theory. I mean, we, we have what they've given us, but we don't have to agree with. No, but I think, so since I think that gluttony is pearl and lust is like Larry the Lobster, or, you know, playing with the definition of lust, because we can't really deal with that on SpongeBob. But um, <laughs> I, I don't think that SpongeBob represents any of the seven deadly sins. Fair. I think that SpongeBob as a show is about a character that has to deal with people who represent the seven deadly sins in his life, and he does so with 
optimism and positivity and grace. And so that's what I think that SpongeBob is about. And says he deals with it with grace. Well, he's still not looking for work. Don't wrap it in. Like he lets it stay there for months. Of <laughs> months. He does. He does. But yeah. Um, yeah. Now, but speaking of Squidward, there is definitely a scene or an episode where Squidward is lusting hoard. Like he is all about those crappy patties. And he's just, he, he is beside himself to try to get one. So that seems, that seems pretty lustful. He and Mr. Krabs and the whole town also lust after Patrick when he dresses as a girl. Oh my gosh, you're right. That's weird. <laughs> and SpongeBob does show some lust in one episode when he's watching TV and the uh, oh man, see picture yeah, like, or something. It's something. It's some seed plant. I was just watching the sports channel, Gary. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. I didn't. I I never want to admit that that's supposed to represent something else, but. It's hard not to. But there's other moments that I feel like that people are like, yeah, this represents something naughty. I'm like, does it? Does it really, though? <laughs> the first one that comes to mind, there's another one that I was thinking of, but the one with um, that fantastic episode where uh, known as Gary Takes a Bath. Ooh, That's my, your favorite, right? One of my all-time favorites that it's attached to but not <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like the whole thing with the the soap like the doubloons mm -hmm. i can see how it's like don't drop them like i can see how they're like oh don't drop the soap like i get it i get it but i never i've never really read it like that i think that's the joke is don't drop the soap i think it's a reference to that i know i i know that's that's i i get it i get it but i just i've never really like, even when I understood what that phrase meant, I didn't think, like, oh, that's the joke that they're trying to make here. And he it winks. could be. He winks at Gary, too. He does. Okay? Let me have my innocence. All right? This world is, has taken enough for me. SpongeBob is a very innocent show in general, and an innocent character, and I really... I don't think he represents anything that's negative. I really... He, he's... He certainly falls short of, you know, all those things I named before. Yeah. Um, you know, but I don't think that he fundamentally, as just as a character, represents anything evil in the way that Mr. Krabs does or Squidward does. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I don't... The first, a lot of the characters that they've attached to these deadly sins. I, I think that it's pretty spot on, but yeah, SpongeBob doesn't really feel like one that's based on anything. He just, just a good guy. Yeah. I think that Mrs. Puff feels like she should be based on something. And I didn't Red. know this, but um, doing a little research, uh, some people list an eighth deadly sin as despair. Um, or that that used to be considered one, and she she might could fit that. I mean, she definitely is completely given up on SpongeBob. <laughs> Anytime she sees him, she does just feel despair. 
So. She does. And I have a quote from Tom Kenny, who uh, was asked about this. Oh. He was asked by HuffPost uh-huh. what he thought about the theory. He said, you know, I think it's flattering. I love playing this kind of a game. I'm the king of overanalyzing everything. So I like to read a book or watch a TV show or movie and try to figure out unconsciously or consciously or subconsciously what's going on either in the characters' heads or the creators' heads. And so as far as the seven deadly sins go, I think it's a good theory. I think if it engenders discussion about human behavior, it's a good thing. So that was pretty complex of a statement there. If it engenders discussion about human behavior. um, (laughs) I I was... I was hoping that there was going to be like his his stance on whether he thinks it's real or not. I thought he was going to say that, but no, he he kept it neutral. He kept it neutral. He didn't say what he thought they would be if they did represent anything, but um, he he approves of us talking about it. Gotcha. And I also read in a few places that the season one commentary involves the creators of the show talking about this theory and saying that they did base the characters in some part off of off of the seven deadly sins so i i think it has been confirmed actually i i would need to hear that i don't know and i don't have any commentary but i just read that on some message boards ah the message boards yeah most reliable source of information well we're talking about spongebob fan theories it's not exactly (laughs) you know what's going on in the white house or anything (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know just yes, that's true that's true you got to get around the fake news media Devin. You gotta... <laughs> <laughs> on the dark web dark. <laughs> those dark uh spongebob fan theories there was one theory that um mm. there was a secret episode where squidward committed suicide and gosh was never released now that's on the dark web but that's that's dork. I, that that one I don't like and don't want to yeah. spend too long talking about. But there is an episode, and I don't. I've never actually watched the episode, but um, there's an episode in like recent years where they do like kind of make that joke a little bit, where like Squidward's just so sad and depressed that he just doesn't know what to do, and there's like several like fake outs that look like he's about to commit suicide. Like he's like has a rope and he throws it over and it's like, but he's like just hanging something up, but he's like really depressed as he does it. And it's this whole thing. It's like, whoa, oh boy. I have seen that clip. I remember that. He was hanging up like a bird cage. He was like, maybe this yeah. will make me happy. Like, Yeah. I, I don't like that because I don't think Squidward was depressed at all. He just doesn't like his neighbors or his job, <laughs> but he's not like clinically depressed. Yeah, that's fair. There's also the fan theory that the characters are the result of a nuclear accident. Yes, yes, I, I'm aware of that one. We'll need to, that, that sounds like it'd be a, a fun conversation to, to, you know, break down that theory. We might need to save that one for, uh, mm-hmm. for another bonus barnacles. Yeah, we can save that. So like it. Yeah. So wrapping up, uh, unless you have any other thoughts. SpongeBob's amazing and an inspiration to generations of of kids and adults. That's, <laughs> that's the best I got. Nice. 
So wrapping up, if you have any other bonus episode suggestions you want us to talk about, please uh, contact us. You can leave a voicemail on Anchor. That is actually an option. If you get on Anchor, you can leave a voicemail for us so we can hear that and respond. We could respond to it on the show, or it could be a suggestion that we then go on to make a bonus episode about. So leave us some voicemails on Anchor. Um, Also leave us some ratings on Apple so that we can uh, get more exposure on there. And we have a Twitter, if you don't know, at BarnaclesJND. J-A-N-D-D. At BarnaclesJND. At BarnaclesJND. Cool. So I always post on there whenever we uh, upload a new episode so you can stay up to date with what all is going on in the Barnacles world. Yeah. And if you want to text or call Jep directly, his phone number is... Let me look it up real quick. I don't have it memorized. (laughs) Uh, Never mind. We'll, We'll save it for next time. I don't know any phone numbers. I know my parents' phone number and mine, and that's it. <laughs> uh, well, Jeff's social security number. If you had that, I would be concerned, even if you didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> you, sh- you should be. You should be very concerned. But I do have yours pulled up here. Uh, one, oh, no. <laughs> um, six, four, three. <laughs> <laughs> really hoping you would just look shocked. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting. I don't I don't think anybody from our like year of birth has those has that first number like six I don't think that's that's anywhere near where we were born no I don't know when you were born no you You think is it numerical is it like it's like the first social security number one (laughs) I don't think so or is it like zero 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 one And then they just keep adding after that. It was actually, they were created by Dwight Schrute. Okay, now do zero, zero, zero. (laughs) Zero, zero, zero. We'll see y'all next time. See y'all. Barnacles with Jep and Devin is a production of Jep and Devin. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at BarnaclesJND. Send us a voice message on Anchor. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And remember, with imagination, you can be anything you want.